It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hey, hey, it's me, Sigrid. Before we get started, I wanted to share that this is your last chance to sign up for Patreon and get a handwritten holiday card. The design is finished, but very last minute... I decided to add a little surprise. I've been wanting to try something new as a creator for a while, and, well, you just might discover what that is once the card arrives. Go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for one of the plans with the holiday card special so I can send you that card. There are some exclusive extra scenes coming up for patrons too, by the way. I'm doing another 12 Days of Romance in December, so that means an extra scene published every single day for 12 consecutive days. All in the holiday spirit, of course. Oh, and I also have some news about the book, but I'll share that after the show. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 6. September 20th, 2063. White Sands Army Base, New Mexico, North American Province. 9 a.m. local time. Michelle tapped send and sat back in her chair. She blew out a tired breath. It was only nine in the morning and she felt like an entire day had passed already. It wouldn't get better from here. She had just spent the last 50 minutes typing up a report about the power outage, its security implications, and the alarming information Turner had shared. Michelle had left out Turner's misbehavior for now. She would deal with the scientist herself. After Turner had mentioned Louise, Michelle knew she had to keep a close eye on her. There was no official way for Turner to know about Louise. Everyone thought she was dead. The army and global government had carefully erased her from history, as thoroughly as they could. Even Louise's sister had happily agreed to never mention Louise again. But there was a huge problem. Louise wasn't dead. Michelle had told everyone she had been killed because Louise had demanded that she do so. If Michelle had not complied... Louise would have exposed her role in a clandestine operation that had gone awfully wrong. When Turner mentioned Louise earlier this morning, 
even though it was not by name. Alarm bells had started ringing loudly in Michelle's head. She had always feared the truth would come out in the army. But how could a civilian know about Louise? Michelle tugged at the collar of her uniform. It seemed hotter in here than usual. Maybe it was because she was tired. She was tempted to unbutton her jacket, but she knew she never would. She thought she looked too vulnerable in a shirt. Turner's file was still open on her screen. Michelle stared at the woman's Bambi eyes. She briefly wondered how Turner's eyes could be so captivating while her personality was so off-putting. Turner sure knew how to get Michelle riled up in the worst possible way. Everything the scientist did or said made Michelle's blood boil. She had no idea how she would survive being stuck in a pod with Turner for 48 hours. It would be the perfect opportunity to interrogate Turner, though. Michelle needed to find out who was leaking information about Louise, and she needed to find out quickly. She couldn't rely on others to help her. It was too risky. A knock on her door interrupted Michelle's frenzied thoughts. She frowned, briefly unable to understand why someone would disrupt her. She had instructed her assistant not to interrupt unless the building was on fire. But then she remembered. She had ordered Sergeant Garcia to come to her office as soon as possible. He was earlier than she had expected. Michelle closed the files she had been working on and sat back. Come in, she said. The sergeant stepped in, saluting. Michelle noticed his uniform shirt looked anything but crisp. This guy never seemed to be able to live up to the army's dress code standards. But he was a genius in other ways. Set, Michelle ordered Garcia, nodding at the chair. He complied, sitting down a little too fast. I need to talk to you, Michelle said sternly. She wanted him on the edge of his seat. He nodded nervously. Yes, ma'am? Nothing I'm about to say leaves this room. Michelle continued, holding his gaze. Understood, Garcia said. I mean it. I will personally end your career if any of this ever leaks, Michelle insisted. You'll never touch a keyboard again. I understand, ma'am, he said. Michelle watched his Adam's apple move as he swallowed. He looked genuinely terrified. Good. The plans that we made to attack the Fire Blue Network, Michelle continued, her chest tightening. She was taking things into her own hands again, and she knew it. We can't fully deploy them yet, but we need to get started. If Garcia was surprised, he didn't show it. Okay, ma'am. What would you like to get started with? I'd like you to test if we can exploit the vulnerability you found, Michelle explained. I know we've done tests before, but I want to proceed with the real deal now. Garcia shifted in his seat. I'm aware of the risks, Michelle said, saving him the trouble of finding a polite way to tell her that she could start a cyber war. The circumstances have changed, Michelle continued. We need to know if we can monitor the entire Fireblue network, and we need to know now. She placed her hands on the table. Once you're in, I need you to monitor specific communications. Garcia straightened his back. 
Okay, ma'am. What do you need? We must keep an extra eye on anything involving the border. I am ordering extra drone surveillance, but if anyone on the Fireblue Network talks about anything related to the border, I need to know about it immediately. Yes, ma'am, Garcia said. I will create an algorithm to scan the network as soon as I'm in. Good, Michelle said. Use my private inbox to give me updates. Use extra encryption for everything. I'm sure I don't need to say this, but I will anyway. I also want to know if we were exposed. Straight away. Of course, ma'am, the sergeant agreed. All right, she said and looked at the door. You may go now. I expect to hear from you very soon. Michelle watched as the clumsy man hurried out of her office. She shook her head as she typed in his name on her watch. She marked all communication from Garcia as highly urgent. That way, she would get alerted whenever he sent something. Now, it was time to find that dreadful scientist and see if she was ready to leave. September 20th, 2063. San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory. North American Province, 11 a.m. local time. Louise peered at herself in the mirror. The dark circles under her eyes were a little more pronounced than usual. She hadn't gotten much sleep after waking up in the middle of the night. She dried off her hands with the paper towel and sighed. Nothing felt right today. She had left for work early in the morning after a quick breakfast. Elle had left even earlier after downing her coffee and breakfast granola. She had eaten so fast that they had barely had a chance to talk. It had left Louise wondering again when so much had changed between them. Had it happened suddenly or slowly? Had it snuck up on them without either of them noticing? Exactly when had they started taking each other for granted? Am I overreacting? Louise wondered, looking into her own eyes. Maybe it's just temporary? Her gut told her it wasn't. This had been going on for a while. If she wanted things to get better, it would take time and effort from both of them. Louise would have to talk to Elle about it. She struggled not to panic. This was her first serious relationship since Michelle. Considering how crazy Michelle was, you could argue that this was Louise's first real mature relationship. Why am I fucking this up? Louise thought, closing her eyes. If she was anywhere but here, in rebel territory, she would have texted Elle straight away, seeking reassurance. There were no smartphones or watches here, though. Maybe that was a good thing. Perhaps I should come up with some solutions first, Louise thought. That's what you did at work, right? Not bring up a problem unless you have a suggestion about how to fix it? This wasn't work, though. This was Louise's whole life. She took in a deep, shaky breath, trying to calm down. She was probably blowing this way out of proportion. 
She would ask Elle tonight if they could find time to have a proper conversation. If not tonight, then tomorrow, or the day after. They would figure it all out, soon. Louise threw the paper towel in the bin and left the bathroom. Her heart raced as she made her way through the hallway and into the large room she shared with her team. Hear anything? Louise asked as she sat down behind her desk. They finally left the dock, and Jolly replied, looking up from her terminal. She was the youngest of the team and the only one here this morning, apart from Louise. Louise frowned. They should have left over an hour ago. Yeah, they had some issues with the boat, and Jolly replied, grimacing. It slowed them down quite a bit. They won't make it there before dark, Louise said after checking the time. The last part of the journey was always going to be after sunset, and Jolly shrugged. True, Louise agreed. She rubbed her cheek nervously. She was always nervous when her team had to get close to the border. Did we get anything from surveillance? She asked, unlocking her terminal. Nothing so far, and Jolly shook her head. Just the regular drone patrols. Okay, Louise nodded. Let's stay alert. And Jolly smiled. Of course, we always are. Louise smiled back at her. She opened her inbox, intending to answer some messages she had ignored for far too long. It was hard to focus, though. She wished she could go home and find Elle for a hug, but she couldn't leave work now. In the last few weeks, she and her team had upgraded and reinstalled the network infrastructure throughout the Fire Blue Republic. They had worked hard, and their dedication had paid off. Things had gone smoothly, and the network was more secure than ever. There was only one exception. A small server park near the border kept causing issues. This wasn't problematic short-term. They still had the old infrastructure to fall back on in that area. But the problems did need to be addressed. After trying everything they could remotely, ruling out all software issues, Louise had decided to send in a team. She hadn't wanted to. Installing the new infrastructure had already been risky. She wasn't eager to take so much risk so soon again. Unfortunately, there was only one way to check if there was a hardware issue. Go back to the location. The team had to travel across the bay and a short distance into the desert. There was minimal cover and lots of drones looking for them. Louise had wanted to join them, but that would only add to the risk. Everyone in the global army thought Louise was dead, but that didn't mean facial recognition wouldn't remember her. Still, Louise felt incredible guilt every time she couldn't go with her team. She took in a deep breath to calm herself. The team was well-equipped and armed. There was no reason to assume anyone from the global army would be at the border. They could handle the drones. They had special technology to hide their presence. There was no reason to feel this stressed right now. And yet, her damned spidey sense kept tingling. This was part six of Connection Revealed. Okay, I promised you some book news. The final proofreading is almost done. I'm gonna do it tomorrow and the day after. 
and the concept for the cover is pretty much done as well. And yeah, we're getting close to being able to release it. I am hoping, fingers crossed, that the book will be available through Amazon mid-December. That's 2022 still, mid-December. I'm feeling a bit stressed out just from saying that out loud, but you know, that's what I'm aiming for. That means the cutoff point for getting your name mentioned on the thank you page of the book is almost there. If you'd like to support the show and be eternalized, I guess, in the book, um, join Team TLR on Patreon today. Um, you'll also get that holiday card I mentioned uh, before the story. Thank you to all the patrons of this show, and thank you to everyone giving back to The Lesbian Romantic through the website. You can still do that, by the way. If you don't want anything in return for your support, or you're already a patron and you'd like to give the show an extra boost, extra help, you can still send support through the website, and this will then go to the show in full. Oh gosh, I've so much more to share about what I'm planning, what I hope to do, if there's enough funding, but I don't want to keep chatting as long as last time. I guess you'll have to keep an eye on the website, which got a huge revamp. Go check it out. Lesbianromantic.com All right, that really is all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending time with me. And I will see you here in two weeks for the next chapter of Connection Revealed. And probably some more podcast news. Because, <laughs> yeah, I've been moving fast lately. Bye.